The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Oh my goodness, we're about to step into November. How is this year going so fast? This is crazy. I feel like sometimes we get to this part of the year and it's like, it feels like it's the end and feels like we want to rest and have a break. And then there's like a realization around like, oh, hang on a minute. We've actually still got two months to play with. So a lot can happen in two months. And I also feel like sometimes when we start to ease into this part of the year, it's a beautiful time for us to work on our business in preparation for 2023. So then we can thrive next year. Yet it's so important that we don't necessarily do that planning until we release this year, because a lot has happened this year. And it's important that we take the time to extract the lessons and take what we need from it in order for us to thrive in the year to come. And so this is why I decided that I'm going to be putting on a half day retreat in Brisbane for any of you beautiful business women that would like support with being able to shift everything from this year, release it all and transcend above it. So then you can step into the new year feeling fresh and as well as shifting any old stagnant energy that's no longer going to serve you in the new year. And I'm going to be doing that through some beautiful processes at my Transcend Retreat. So this is happening on December 11th and it's going to be at Soul Space in Newmarket. And I have invited a few of my beautiful friends to come and support the event and we'll be doing a beautiful experience throughout the day. So it's going to start at nine o'clock. We're going to be getting into some movement. We're going to be stepping into some body confidence and then we will be working through shifting and releasing the year that was through an incredible breathwork process with Kirsten Morrison. And then we're going to do a releasing process with myself to help shift and extract those lessons and to be able to take away and celebrate and, and learn everything that you need to learn from everything that happened this year to then step into this new year fresh. So we're going to finish it off with a beautiful sound bowl healing and a delicious lunch and an opportunity for you to connect with other women in the, in the space as well. So if you feel called to be a part of this, you can check out the link in the show notes and find out a little bit more, grab your ticket and come and join us for a beautiful day to end the year on December 11th. On top of that, I've got some other exciting things happening. Elevated is opening its doors this month. So if you've ever wanted to work with me, you know that you need to work on your money mindset. You know you want to step into that next level of expansion with your business, then Elevated is definitely for you. The doors are going to open. So make sure that you've got your application in and you'll be the first to know when you can jump in and get started. And so the link is in the show notes as well. So you can check in there, put your application in, and then I'll send you an email with all the details. With your application, though, there is no obligation to join. It's just an expression of interest. And then you will get sent an email with all the details when we're getting started and everything you need to know in order to get ready to be elevated. So today is my 400th episode, which is insane. It's crazy. I can't even like, I've been 
sort of pondering on this episode for a few weeks, knowing that it's coming up and I procrastinated for quite a period of time before actually sitting down and hitting record. And it's one of those things like I wanted to take the opportunity to reflect, but I also want it to be a empowering conversation. So then you can walk away from it, having learned something from the experience of my 400th episode. And I feel like there's some big lessons to take away from it, from the consistency, the ability to be able to tap in and and create content for you on a regular basis has been really empowering for me as well, as well as a beautiful way to connect with you. And so I wanted to share with you using the theme of the 400th is using four lessons, four failures and four growth strategies that I put into place for my business this year that I feel like has made the biggest impact. And it was really challenging. So when I sat down to write these, because I came up with a concept of, of it first, and then I sat down to write down those four lessons, four failures and four growth strategies. And I found it really challenging for the failures part. And the reason why is because I actually have changed the meaning of what failure means to me, because I feel like anything that I do in my business is never a opportunity to fail. It's always an opportunity to learn. And so for me to think back and go, okay, so what did actually fail this year? It was really hard because I don't look at it like that. I look at it like, okay, I can actually look at it and go, this is what didn't work. This is what we could have done better. And I say we, because it's my business and me, it's not all on me. Right. And I think that it's important to preface this conversation with the fact that I don't see these as failures. I see these as lessons. So I kind of found it difficult to come up with four different lessons and four failures, but I'm going to do my best to share with you all of those. So like I said, like, failures, I I don't see them as failures. I see them as opportunities to learn and grow. And I look back on them as lessons, as data that basically gave me information, right? Information to learn from that experience. And so I hope that you also take away that lesson from this podcast episode, that everything that you do is a test to measure, right? That's what business is all about. And this year has really shown me that there's been such a shift and change in our marketing, shift and change in our consumerism, such a shift and change in the way that we're interacting with people and how we're buying. And so the marketing has reflected that. And so it's been really interesting to learn those lessons this year and to see things as certain failures. Okay, so the first failure I identified in this year has actually been overspending on Facebook ads when things weren't working. So it was a really interesting journey. So basically the end of last year, I put in a plan to actually work on spending some money in Facebook ads for a few months to build up my audience and to work on trying to figure out what would be a really great way to convert followers to clients, right? And so I put in a practice and I worked with someone to support me in this and she was amazing. I loved working with her and it really did teach me so much about what has shifted because so much has changed in the marketing space that people are so skeptical to give their email address away that certain things just were no longer working anymore. So opt-ins were really challenging. I actually created four new opt-ins and only one of them did well, which was super interesting. And so then I've actually shifted from doing Facebook ads now to Google ads. And so I'm actually running a Google ad at the moment, which is actually a direction to working on your self-sabotaging behaviors. And I've gifted it to you for free and I've gifted gifted it to any of my clients for free just by the link in my Instagram account. But I was have been running it. So I've been running it as a Google ad on YouTube and have really noticed the difference in the conversions. And so it's only through that lesson of those few months at the beginning of the year where I feel like I actually 
wasted money. I overspend spent on those Facebook ads because the Facebook marketplace was so jam packed, but also with the coaching space, very jam packed. And also that people aren't willing to give their email just over for a guide or an ebook or anything like that at the moment. It's very much shifted beyond that. They want so much more value. And so I had to go from shifting from that to then to events, to then to the marketing and money challenge. And so it was really interesting to see that evolution from the beginning to the end of this year and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And so I look at that back of like, okay, I possibly should have reduced the amount of money that I was spending there. But in the saying that the advice that I was getting was that I should be spending more, which made total sense. I actually needed to be spending four grand a month for it to actually convert, which makes it's, it's really bizarre the way that Facebook ads work, right? Like you can't just spend a small amount of money and expect to get a result. It just doesn't work that way anymore. And so I feel like that was a big lesson for me to learn and really go back to, okay, so the dream clients that I want to work with, what is actually, what do they want? Like, what do they really need and how can I serve them in a way that is enough and valuable enough for them to go, yes, here's my email address. And so that was a really interesting, interesting experience to work through. That also then led on to launches. And so some of my launches didn't go to plan. They didn't go, they they weren't successful in the way that I wanted them to be successful. And that had to play into a lot of what was happening in the world this year. So a lot of shifts and changes happened. People started changing the way that they were spending their money because they were obviously being able to travel more and they were able to spend their money in other places. Whereas with the first couple of years with COVID, they were quite happy to spend their money learning and growing online. Whereas I think people are very fatigued with the online stuff now and so they're less likely or they're more discerning when it comes to spending their money with online programs and so I went through a big evolution from also rebranding energetics of money to elevated and that's been a journey in itself and I'm still trying to improve on that because I feel like the marketing with elevated is improving but I'm getting super clearer on what it is that I actually sell and who I'm speaking to and how to communicate to them what result they're going to get from working with me, which I feel like is one of the biggest challenges when it comes to your messaging. And, and I'm actually now reaching out to get more help with that at the moment. So it's one of those things that I think that you just need to elevate in your support and elevate in getting the expertise in to help you because you can't always do it on your own. And I think that's also one of those biggest lessons of like, you need a team, you need that support. You need to actually invest in experts to help you in certain areas. Okay, so the next failure that I wanted to share with you was not being prepared as much as I would have liked to have been with the transition that I went from doing less one-on-one clients and reducing my one-on-one clientele to moving more into group. So from moving from everyone from one-on-one to elevated, but then also from my one-on-one to mastermind, I feel like there was a real shift in my focus and energy because where your focus goes, your energy goes, and my focus and attention was on my mastermind and on elevated, which then meant that I wasn't attracted as many one-on-one clients individually. And so there was, I feel like I failed at being able to transition in a healthy way in order for me to maintain my income at the level that I wanted to maintain. So what actually happened was that I had a dip in my income with my one-on-one, but I made up with that income with obviously my group of opportunities. And so I actually ended up creating the same income for a couple of months before then I actually realized what was happening and then refocused my attention on attracting more one-on-one clients. And so I feel like that transition was a big lesson for me as well. And I honestly have 
feel like I've shared that with a lot of my clients, because if you do start to shift and change in the way that you do business, I think it's important that you're conscious of the time frame that you need in order to create that transition and where your focus goes, energy flows. So being really conscious of where you're focusing your energy and you can absolutely do both. But if you're all in on one idea, then you can only really expect the results to be all in on one idea unless you have other systems and processes set up in the background in order to support that other part of the business that you're not focusing your energy on. So I think that's one of the other biggest failures I feel like this year was that transitional period where I thought that I would be making more income because I had created a whole new offering. But what actually happened was that I needed to give it so much of my attention that I gave less attention to still attracting the one-on-one clients. So yeah, it was a really interesting transitional period, but I feel like it's come out the other side now and I've got a beautiful balance. It's such a beautiful experience to work with my mastermind girls and then as well with my one-on-one clients where I can give them so much attention because I've got that down pat now and I feel like it's also, I have the energy and capacity to help support both. Whereas I think when I first launched the mastermind, it felt like I was giving so much energy to it. And so, which I needed to have, right? Because I really wanted to make it really worthwhile. Whereas now that I've lent into it and grown into it, I feel like I can absolutely hold the capacity of both. And so now it's being able to transition that to that next level. And then my last little failure that I want to share with you as well is making sure like one of my biggest lessons this year (laughs) kind of feeds into this failure is making sure that I read the fine print. It's not one of my fortes. It's one of being one of my downfalls for many, many years because it's something that I'm so focused on the big picture and I'm so focused on moving fast that I forget to sometimes read some of the fine print. So I did have some issues this year with not reading fine print of certain contracts, not reading fine print of certain agreements, which then impacted the outcome. So it affected me being able to get out of those agreements. It affected me being able to execute on something that I thought was in a certain timeline when it really wasn't like, yeah, there was a couple of issues there, which my biggest failure was like not actually reading the fine print and then realizing that, oh my God, this was my fault, not anybody else's fault. And then having to obviously have those difficult conversations to address those things, I think was one of the biggest lessons in that failure was take the time, like take the actual time to read the fine print and nothing is too urgent or nothing is too much of a rush that you need to skip that part. And I feel like that's what I've taken from that big time. And now I know that I will absolutely read the fine print of it all and make sure that doesn't actually happen ever again. Okay, before I share with you my top four lessons, I would love it if you could take the time to review the podcast. It it means absolutely the world to me for you to share with me what you take away from these podcast episodes. And it makes a big difference for us being able to get our reach out to further more people. So I would love it if you could scroll down to the bottom of the episodes, write a quick review, take a screenshot, share on your socials and tag me in it so then I can thank you. It would mean the absolute world to me. All right, my top four lessons from this year have been managing your boundaries and your energy, clear communication, that your hardest lessons can be your biggest teachers and that not to avoid anything that is uncomfortable. So I'm going to dive into these a little bit more. Boundaries and energy. It's been one of the biggest themes of my of my year, being taking out, being able to take care of my health and then also making sure that I'm taking care of my energy to be able to be at the highest level of service for my clients has been the utmost importance for this year and this theme that's been running through my year. And so I've been really getting lots of extra support with that this year, like working with a kinesiologist, working with my beautiful friend Kirsten for breath work, being able able to get my own coach and like working through all these different things to make sure that I'm managing my energy because at the each and every time that my energy dipped, it was because of something. And also recognizing that because I was working through grief, like obviously losing my dad back in September last year, grief doesn't go away. You grow around it. And it was one of those things that I really needed to be mindful of in managing my capacity of what I could hold with 
regards to the clients and the support that I was offering and being able to manage my energy was super important. And I had certain lessons that happened throughout this year where it was a real lesson of like, hey, you need to take a break. Hey, you need to rest. Hey, you need to be able to prioritize your energy here. Hey, you need to be grounding. You need to be exercising, like all of these things that supported my energy. Sometimes I was neglecting and uh, then I would get like a wake up call of like, hey, it's time to get back on track with that routine. So that was really important for me this year. Secondly, clear communication wins every single time. And one of those things is like recognizing that you need to communicate what's on your mind before anybody else will know what's going on. So if you're not communicating to your friends, to your family, to your employees, to your support team, like they don't know how to further support you if, if you don't communicate it with them. And so I feel like there's been so many conversations that I've had this year that have been challenging that have really set that scene of like clear communication wins every single time. And the earlier you do it in the relationship, the better it helps you uphold boundaries. It helps you uphold relationships. And every time that I had that niggling feeling in my stomach of like, Oh, this is going to be a difficult conversation. Or I would question like, Oh, hang on. Why am I feeling a certain way? And is that because I haven't communicated something each and every time I actually really addressed it and went face and head on into that conversation and was like, okay, I need to communicate this. Otherwise, how do I expect them to treat me? Or how do I expect them to do certain things or help me in certain ways or speak to me in certain ways if I haven't actually communicated it? And so I've always come back to that clear communication. It's been a huge theme through a lot of my client work as well. A lot of my clients experiencing that with their employees, like so much. So coming back, clear communication, wins every single time. And then that leads me into your hardest lessons will be your biggest teachers. Oh, oh my God. Super interesting, right? So we had in the mastermind, I had Christy Gray come and do an astrology session last month or the month before, I can't remember. And she spoke about the fact that Mercury retrograde and post-Mercury retrograde, we would have an eclipse that would dredge up the past if you haven't worked through it. And without like, it was literally like clockwork. It was so fascinating that I had an experience that was dredged up from the past that I hadn't fully dealt with. And It was through that lesson that I was able to evolve and do things a different way. So then I wasn't carrying on that belief system or carrying on that self-sabotaging behavior. And it was having those difficult conversations. It was actually recognizing that fear or that pain and was going, okay, this is past stuff. Okay. What am I not learning here? What's the lesson here? What do I need to extract from this and really drawing it out of myself, right? Because often what can happen is we sit in that energy, we sit in that emotion and if it affects your mood, it affects your energy, it affects your motivation. And then you just keep trying to move past it instead of actually addressing it. And so through the hardest times this year, it has been my absolute biggest lessons to stop, acknowledge what it is that I'm feeling and addressing it and then choosing what I want to do with it. Because that's been the biggest growth. Honestly, it's been the biggest growth in me being able to be a better person and to be able to step up and lead and really challenge myself to be a whole new version of myself. And it is through those lessons that I've been able to do that. And the hardest times, even though it's bloody hard at the time, I knew I was growing. I knew I was being able to do something different that would change the way that I would reflect on it. So honestly, sometimes we just need to embrace those biggest lessons And when I do that, oh my God, so many more incredible lessons come from it and so many more epiphanies, so many more awarenesses, shifts and changes and evolutions happen from it. And so I remember a really difficult time earlier in the year where I was just like, I don't know if I can do all of this stuff. Like I was having one of those pity party moments where business was really hard and I was just like being 
kind of like challenge from every level. And I was like, okay, what am I telling myself about the situation? And I was telling myself that it's hard and I should feel sorry for myself. And, you know, I was having a real pity party and I was like, well, okay, so do that for a moment, you know, give yourself the comfort that you need, address it, and then go, what do you want to do about it? Because you know, you don't like sitting in this energy, you know, this vibration of the emotion that you're feeling is so low, low vibration. Like that self-pity is so low vibe that it's like, you get sick of yourself in that energy. And so I was there and I was like, okay, what am I going to do about it? So I needed to actually work through it to extract that lesson, to move past it. And that really helped me move and evolve to then not go back to that same pattern. Because the thing is, if you don't address it, you just keep creating that new cycle. And I honestly believe that you repeat what you don't learn. And so I wasn't actually learning that lesson until it came to hit me again and was like, oh, okay, now I need to address it. So honestly, like, please take the time to address how you're feeling and uncover why you feel it and then figure out how you're going to be the better person and be the best version of you, right? Like that's what I was really leaning on of like, okay, so how, what do I expect from myself? And it can be easy to get caught up in pettiness. It can be easy to get caught up in getting angry or blaming somebody else. And so I was always bringing it back to myself of like, well, hang on, who do you want to be in this moment? Who do you want to be? And really calling myself forward in the challenge, in the difficulty and asking more of myself. And it was through that, that it developed so much more confidence. It developed so much more trust in myself that I could do hard things and overcome challenging things and address each and every step of that because you can't be an amazing coach unless you're willing to do that yourself. And so I was really challenging myself to raise the standard of my expectation of myself, which has been a huge, huge lesson this year. All right. Okay. I know this is a big episode, but I really wanted to give all four. So the next one is the four growth strategies that I put into place for my business that's helped grow and scale it to the next level. And I also just want to preface this with my business didn't grow massively this year. And the reason for that is because I was coming off losing my father and I I lowered the expectation of what I wanted to achieve this year, knowing that I would need to work through that and knowing that I had to be kind to myself in the process because pushing through wasn't going to serve me. I knew that from the beginning of like recognizing what I went through at the end of last year and knowing that as I started to then, like even when I started uh, launching Energetics of Money in February, I knew then that my energy levels weren't what they normally are. And so I had to take a step back and had to like expect less from myself for a little while in order to take care of me. And that was important that I needed to address that. So I just wanted to preface that, that my business didn't grow exponentially. And I'm going to be absolutely transparent and honest with you that it didn't grow exponentially, but that's also because I didn't necessarily want it to, because I wasn't able to give my absolute all in doing that. So the four main strategies that I implemented this year that I felt make the biggest impact. The first one was knowing my strengths and going all in with that. So I It can be so easy to get caught up in the shiny thing syndrome. And I did that earlier in the year where I thought about like, I'm going to invest my time and energy into doing blog posts. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to create articles for PR. I'm going to do all these things that was really focused around writing. And it came to the point where I was procrastinating on it so much that it was, it felt difficult. And I was like, why do I even want to do this? Like, I don't want to spend time researching this article. I don't want to spend time writing. Like I actually don't enjoy writing in this concept. Right. And so it was super interesting for me to have that awareness and realization to go, well, hang on a minute. What is your strength? And I'm like, well, my strength is absolutely speaking and doing video. 
So that's where I flipped my focus and was like, okay, I'm going to do much more video. I'm going to be doing more podcasts. I'm going to be doing more interviews. I'm going to be doing more speaking gigs. And so I refocused my attention to start attracting more speaking gigs. And that made a huge difference because obviously you're reaching more audiences and you're attracting people who are really, you know, want to listen to what you have to say and it helps build community as well. So it worked on so many different levels by attracting more speaking gigs. Number two was reaching new audiences. And so knowing that strength, I went and doubled down on that. So I was literally like reaching out to different groups to pitch, to speak to their group. I pitched lots of different podcasts and continuing to pitch more podcasts throughout the end of the year. Well, through actually speaking through other groups, I then got approached to speak in other groups. So it helped to then grow that and reach new audiences, which I feel like is really important because it can get to the point where your audience is the same people and you end up just selling the same thing to the same people and they don't necessarily want it anymore. So you need to be growing your audience. So that was really, really a big impact for me this year by doing different collaborations, which really allowed me to get in front of new audiences and in many different ways, right? There was like some email, email collabs, podcast collabs, speaking collabs, group collabs, Instagram live collabs, like lots of different collabs that I did this year that really made a huge impact. The next thing that I focused my attention on was developing the communication and the, and the connection between my current audience. So one of the things I realized was that my audience was growing, but my engagement wasn't. And so I was like, what is going on there? Am I not delivering content that is important or am I not actually asking for the engagement? And it was actually the latter. So I wasn't really developing relationships with people and I was finding that my engagement would just lie flat. And that was because I wasn't actually having many calls to action and I wasn't being very intentional with my content. And so I went back to the drawing board and it's still a work in progress, absolutely, of building community around the content that I'm sharing and also asking for that engagement on a regular basis. And I still go through waves where I forget. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) I am talking to people. How can I engage them in this conversation? And so that's been really important. And I've been having more DM conversations as well this year. Like I've been creating a, um, a welcome message. And so I've been reaching out to more people and thanking them for joining me uh, in the journey and being part of being connected on social media and then developing a relationship and asking questions to get to know them more, which I found really enjoyable and also found really effective with getting to know people and what they're going through. So then I could actually create more content that was much more effective. So that was really helpful as well. And then number four and the last one for the podcast was be really conscious of the phase that you're in. So like I said, I was conscious of the fact that I wasn't going to give myself the expectation that I was going to grow exponentially this year. I was going to lean into improving parts of the business. I was going to really get comfortable and just love what it is that I was delivering. And that came through the retreats. It came through my mastermind. It came through Elevated and really being just really present in those moments. And so I was conscious of the fact that I'm not expecting myself to grow and scale exponentially this year. And so by releasing that expectation, I was able to sit in the phase that I was in and actually enjoy it and create really good things that are going to be a foundation for next year to be an exponentially huge growth year. And so I think it's important that you know that because what can happen is we try to move too fast and then and I might need to do a whole other episode on this because often what happens is we either move too fast and we haven't got the foundations in place or we don't learn the lesson that we need to learn in order to grow and scale. And then when you do scale, then things fall off like the wheel falls off the wagon. And so to give you an example of this, you could be in the sustainability and maintaining phase, 
But thinking that you're in scale phase and what can happen then if you haven't actually mastered the behaviors in order to sustain, then you go on an income roller coaster where you go up and down, up and down, up and down, and you haven't actually gotten some core things in place. So it might be like your client attraction strategies. It might be your marketing. It might be your management of money. It might be your management of energy, what you're delivering. Like it in that in actually impacts the business long-term because it's not sustainable. So it's not sustainable at that level because if you say to yourself, oh, I just want lots and lots of new clients. But if you were to get hundreds of new clients through the door tomorrow, could you actually support them and serve them? And if the answer is no, then there's something that's not in place yet, right? So I had to actually look at that and go, what do I need to have in place? If I had all these clients come my way, what would I be doing with them? You know, where would I send them? And it was really an awareness of like, holy crap, like I need to get these things sorted. And it was simple little things like I needed to get a better bookkeeper. I needed to work on some client attraction strategies. Like there was a couple of different things that I looked at of like, okay, manage what the growth phase you're in right now. And then know that, okay, so for me to grow exponentially next year, what do I need to have in place now? What do I need to address now? So then that doesn't become an issue next year. So remember earlier this year, I had a bit of a cash flow challenge and it was like, oh, hang on a minute. Like if I'm going to scale, I don't want this to happen again. So like, what am I going to do about this? So I had to actually address that cash flow issue. So starting to think about these different things in the phase that you're currently in and being radically honest with the phase that you're currently in and then go, okay, what do I need to do now in this phase? What do I need to master in this phase before I go to the next level? Because I guarantee you there are certain things, certain behaviors that you're doing at this level that you haven't mastered yet, that then if it actually became a bigger business next year, that would become an issue. So address the issues now so then that doesn't become an issue down the track. So I feel like that's been a really big lesson for me this year. And that's also like what's also supported the growth because it's building that consistency and sustainability with where I'm at now, knowing that the foundations are in place. So next next year I can put all my energy and effort into that scale phase and go to the next level, right? And so even like towards the end of this year, I've been really looking at, okay, so my support team, how can I really get them in their zone of genius and really master that communication, really master their roles. So then when I take things to the next level, they're absolutely ready to step up. So there's certain things that you really want to consider in the phase that you're in. And if you're unsure what phase you're in, just send me a DM. I'm more than happy to have a chat with you to figure that out because there might be certain things that you you haven't identified just yet that are keeping you stuck in the same phase and you're not actually allowing yourself to scale to the next level because you're continuing to do the same things day in and day out in your business now. Okay, so I think that that is enough for my 400th episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to me that you take the time to hit download and listen to the episode. And I hope that you've taken lots away from today's episode. I would love it if you could take the time to share a review with me. And if you've taken anything away from this episode, I hope you implement it and I hope that it supports you in your next level of growth. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.